I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Justin Bannon, Chief Executive Officer and co-founder of Boson Protocol, using NFTs to pioneer a capture-resistant de-commerce ecosystem. Boson Protocol is a, a set of technologies that enables commerce between a buyer and a seller without the need for an intermediary that could charge outsized profits. So how does this actively require NFTs? The way that Boson Protocol works is it has basically an escrow system. So you you can think of a pot into which a buyer places a payment amount and then a buyer and a seller each place a a commitment deposit, which is a, a deposit which will be returned provided that they behave according to the agreement. And um, this is quite a common sort of transaction format. There's nothing massively new about that. But often what, what's required, usually what's required, is for, for some sort of human or intermediary to manage and oversee the distribution of those deposits from the escrow. In the case of Boson Protocol, we use a, a novel piece of game theory, which therefore automates the distribution of these deposits and in an automatic way, coordinates this this commercial transaction and um, incentivizes both parties to go through with the transaction and and behave fairly. All of that is encoded within an NFT, a non-fungible token on on the Ethereum blockchain. Now, the non-fungible token is a hot topic at the moment, not least, in fact, because of the funding that you raised, $25.8 million in a public token sale. One of the first, I believe. We got a huge amount of support, which is kind of really enabling us to build out not only the protocol, but a whole whole suite of products. Essentially, on the NFT front, the norm, the current use case for NFTs is as a sort of a static digital object. So things like art and um, baseball cards and things things like that. However, of course, much like real world objects, objects don't always need to be static. Sometimes they have structure and state. And um, our, our NFTs are have exactly that. They have structure and state. So you can think of our NFTs as a bit more like, you know, those sort of labyrinth maze games, little wooden games with the ball that you find on coffee tables. Our NFTs are encoded with a game which changes state depending on the, the actions of the buyer and the seller. And so, yeah, you know, we're, we're what's known as a stateful NFT that can be programmed to, to execute. Are we saying at one level that a non-fungible token has actually got something tangible behind it or is still intangible, but there's, there's more value, inherent value in a non-fungible token than there is in a cryptocurrency? I think you've touched on two things there that are sort of connected, but I'd say sort of orthogonal. So there's two things. One is a non-fungible token. Hitherto, most digital objects can be copied and replicated an infinite number of times, and there's no protection against that. So if I had a, a music file on my machine, I could copy it, I could send it to you. It's sort of limitless, and there's no no way of controlling that. With With, with an NFT... You know, you have this digitally enforced scarcity. 
So that's that you know one of the core properties of, of, of NFTs. And but the difference between an NFT and a, a normal cryptocurrency is this this property called fungibility. And and so fungibility, you know, a good example is you know if I if I were to have a, a ten dollar bill and you had a ten dollar bill, they are practically just interchangeable. It doesn't matter which one I have. Whereas if I had a particular baseball card and you had a particular baseball card, they can they they are you know distinct and unique. They're not fungible. It's not the same to just exchange those two because they are unique and different. And so that those are some of the kind of core properties of NFTs. And this is what makes them valuable for use in decentralized e-commerce. The notion of digital scarcity, you know, obviously if these things cannot be replicated and just more and more copies created they can they can hold their hold their value that's one one driver of their value yes the other is their permanence if you like previously for example a good example is if you were to buy some sort of digital item within a proprietary game or a non-blockchain sort of game and that game were to decide that they're going to take that item off of you or they decided they were going to close the game then no matter how much you paid for that item, you, you you would lose that asset. It's not truly yours. Whereas with an NFT, that asset is held on a blockchain, which is not controlled by any one individual. So once you own it, you own it. It can be a family heirloom and no one can take that away from you. A digital family heirloom. A digital family heirloom, yes. I think you will find that there are the first generation of a lot of these digital assets that are being created now will go forward as hugely valuable digital family heirlooms and uh, it will have huge value 10, 15, 20 years from now. Which is one interesting aspect of a future. That I was going to ask you more broadly, how do you see this evolving in the future? You've covered that. Are there any other salient points that spring to mind yes i think what we're seeing is a sort of a battle between the open and proprietary worlds open and proprietary commerce and economies and if you look at what's happened with our current digital platforms such as facebook and google and apple they are completely proprietary completely extractionary and very much controlled by these tech giants what NFTs, blockchains, and these sort of blockchain-enabled metaverses and, and online worlds enable is a world that's resistant to ownership and capture by proprietary entities. You can think of it as you know having systems that have been locked open deliberately to prevent their capture by these 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 sort of centralized entities that would would, would control and extract. Justin Bannon, Chief Executive Officer of Boson Protocol. Thank you very much.